Hello, welcome to Closing Chapters, Everyday Real Estate Tales. I'm your host, Brittany Fry. I'm a realtor, I'm a military wife, and I'm a mom. Join me and come transaction by transaction throughout my real estate career starting back in 2016 to hear about the highs, the lows, and the unexpected turns along the way through all of my customers. It's going to be a crazy ride, you guys. I am so excited to share the past, the current, and then what's coming in the future. Hang tight for the ride. Join me about being a realtor, a military spouse, and a mom. Can't wait to see you there. Welcome back, friends. Thank you for joining me again on another episode of Closing Chapters. I am obviously not in my normal setting. I am hoteling it and recording still in a quiet spot in the hotel for you because I love getting to share these stories with you. No matter whether we are traveling or not, that is one of the beautiful things about real estate is that I can make this job pretty versatile. So I am here from home to suites coming to you. My husband is tucking the kids into bed and I have been released to go do my work. So here we are. This week, I want to talk to you about my sweet military family, first time home buyers coming from New Mexico to Sumter, South Carolina, Shaw Air Force Base, and they are ready to purchase their first home. This was such a fun experience. They had three daughters, one that was four, two that were two, they were a set of twins, and they were adorable. So when I was working with them, one of the big things that we experienced was something that a lot of military families go through, and that is that when you are searching for a home and you are new to an area, you don't have a lot of contacts, you don't have childcare set up, sometimes the kids have to come with, and that can get really cumbersome and stressful to the parents. You are taking your kids in and out of every individual house, you're having to keep them under tow, make sure they don't go where they're not supposed to, or get a hold of somebody's items. And that can be a lot. It doesn't give you much space to look at the home, see if it checks the boxes, have a conversation with your significant other, check the condition of the property, right? It's really hard to do that when you're chasing your kiddos. So one of my many hats that I like to wear is child corraler, babysitter, um, baby whisperer, whatever it takes to try to help give the parents a little bit of space to look at the home and do what they need to do to make a good decision. Thankfully, these girls were a gem. They stuck to me like glue. They let me love on them and keep them entertained while mom and dad got an opportunity to look around at houses. So for their criteria, right, they wanted space for the girls, so we needed at least three bedrooms. They really wanted the girls to be kind of separate from them, get a little bit of distance. So a split floor plan was ideal for them. And a nice living space and a nice big backyard. They wanted to have pets and not be confined to that. And they also wanted to be able to have a garden and a spot to tinker. He wanted a spot to be able to tinker. So a garage, a shed, something of that nature. Um, the property we found them checked all those boxes and more. So cool. So when we started looking for properties, the other big, I don't want to say challenge, but um, set standard that we put in place was their price point, right? So when they moved, this is common for a lot of military families. One, the, the civilian member 
may have had a job elsewhere, and in this case she did. She was working in New Mexico, moved to South Carolina, no longer has a job, so her she doesn't have income she's contributing. So when we're looking at the mortgage, that is solely based on his income only, which is totally fine. But that means we have to be very specific on what our price point is and not to go above that. And I'm okay with that. I love holding that standard for my folks because so often we are pushed to the extremes and the limits with our finances and that is not a healthy way to be and i can't tell you the number of times that i have talked to a lender or a buyer talked to a lender and said but you're approved for two hundred don't you want to look higher than that right well we're all making a commission somewhere okay and they are just the same and no fault to them but that does not mean they have your best interests at heart right that's also a big conversation of why you should go to your trusted advisor, to your real estate trusted advisor, and ask them if they have lenders that they work with side by side. Because a lot of times we have vetted our lenders, we have a very clear understanding of what our expectation is, what we provide to our clients, and do they align with what we are doing, right? And I'm very specific about this. Uh, the other thing that I'm very specific about with my lenders is making sure that when we give an estimate for payment, it is including the escrow account. And I always tell people, if, if you're not familiar with what that is, when you have a mortgage payment, you have your principal and interest just like a car, like if you got a car loan, okay? And then there's this additional part of the payment that's tagged on that's your escrow account, and that's your insurance and taxes. So once we have our clear set standards and we are hitting the ground running looking for properties, we will find you the best fit for you at this phase of life for what you are looking for and what you are trying to accomplish. And we did. With this family, we found them a three-bedroom, two-bath, modular home. It had bedrooms on separate ends of the property, a huge living space in the middle. The backyard had a small in-ground pool, a little shed. It had a um, garden area and then a huge detached garage with a huge loft space above it. So it checked all the boxes and then more. But there was also some really different things about this property that were good points of conversation. When you are purchasing a property with a VA loan, there's very specific guidelines you have to meet in a property. You can purchase a modular or a mobile home as long as it's on a permanent foundation. This one was, which is no problem. So if you are selling a property and it, you do not have it in a VA loan, this is something you need to be aware of to make sure that your property checks the box and meets the criteria for a VA loan, especially if you say that you're going to accept or consider VA offers. Usually whenever you list a property, you have that conversation with your realtor up front and your realtor is checking a box inside of a multiple listing system saying, yes, we will entertain a VA offer meaning yes, we are guaranteeing that this house will meet VA requirements or we will allow it to meet VA requirements and bring it up to snuff. So that could be a little bit of time and energy if it really does not already. So in order to make sure that that's the case, you have to get a structural engineer out there to give a report and make sure that it meets all the criteria. It can't be a general contractor, it can't be a home inspector, it can't be a handyman, it has to be a structural engineer and they put it on their specific letterhead, it gets sent to the lender, and then the lender goes to underwriting and gets it approved. So I just wanna make sure that you understand that you can purchase a mobile home with a VA loan. It just has to be on a permanent foundation. It has to have that structural engineer report. The other thing that is very common, that's an easy thing that people get tripped up on with the VA loan, is our exterior steps. 
if there are more than three steps going to an exterior door, you are required to have a rail. Now, where this can get sticky is what constitutes as three steps? Is it one, two, and then the platform is three? Or is it one, two, three, and then the platform is three, right? So sometimes it can be very, you know, to each their own their discretion, right? So in this case, the house was currently in a VA loan. We purchased it in a VA loan. We had no issues with that whenever we purchased it. But when my folks sold it, they sold it to another VA loan. And that third time around, third different appraiser for a third VA loan, did require us to put in railings going up the steps. But here's the funny part, for me anyways, okay? And I know there's a reason for everything, so I'm not dismissing that, I'm just saying. Okay, this front patio, it had like really wide concrete steps okay, that went up. And the actual patio was a big long patio, and it was like three feet off the ground, at least. No railings required for this patio. So you can walk your little pretty self right off of that patio, fall three feet down, no big deal. But our little eight-inch steps, we got to have that rail. Just kind of interesting to me, if you ask. Um, but, you know, like I said, I know there's a reason the rule is there. I know it's for safety concerns. I just find it interesting that it's not a requirement along the actual patio where there could be a bigger drop-off with no additional steps along the way. So either way, that's a story for another time, a conversation, a debate for another day, but we were very blessed that none of these things came to be a concern when we were purchasing the property. So it's just still something you need to be aware of. And we had that conversation up front. That's part of my job as a realtor to make sure that I am looking for any red flags and then we are having a conversation and I am educating you to the best of my ability. That way you can make a solid decision. And part of that is, is that we need to know like, hey, this little concern could come up in the future once we get an appraisal done. Are we okay with that? Are we okay with the fact that we might have to come back to the seller and say, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Seller, we have this requirement for the loan that we need you to meet. They may not like that. They don't have to do it but then you cannot go forward with the loan. And we might be sitting ducks and we might be starting back over, which looks like maybe 30 to 45 days to closing again. Where are you gonna live? Where's your stuff gonna be? Are we okay looking for a different property? We need to know all that up front and just be confident moving forward. And as long as you know, and as long as you're confident in that decision, then we're okay. But the more that we can help eliminate surprises, the less stress is caused. And even if something goes a little awry, if you already knew there was a chance, if it was already a discussion we have had, it tends to not be very stressful. You've already had time to comprehend, you've already had time to make a plan, and you know exactly how to move forward. More than not, right? Usually it makes things a lot simpler. And it takes the emotion out of it. When you get that far into a transaction and there's a surprise, that can be stunning and it's very emotional and it's very disheartening and you just wanna like throw your hands up or blame somebody, reasonably so, it's hard. But if we know from the beginning, all right, there's this little thing hanging out here that we just have to wait and see what happens and we know there's a possibility something might have to happen here, then we're okay, we're all right. So that was a conversation we had from the beginning. 
So when it came up when we sold the property, it wasn't a surprise either. It was simply a, okay, if that's a requirement, we know we need to do that. And it was fine. We were able to do that along with our other repairs and move right on along. So anyhow, I, I say all of that just to say, when you are talking to a trusted advisor, if they are telling you any potential red flags, don't think they are trying to sway you away from a property or be a negative Nancy. We are simply here to inform you, to help you make the best educated decision that you can make. Because at the end of the day, these are your choices. These are your dreams, these are your goals, this is your property that you are purchasing. I am here to empower you, I am here to hold your hand every step of the way and support you in whatever you decide. Got it? So. In this case, we had a happily ever after. They got into their property. They loved the space. The girls were able to make the rooms their own. Mom and dad had their space on one end of the house. Girls had their other end of the house. Tons of living space for all of them. And I was so tickle pink that they were able to find a property that gave them everything they wanted and more. Unfortunately, we're going to hear about this property in about a year or so. And not on good terms. Um, and it's a, another story to show that as a realtor, we do wear many hats. And I want you to know that no matter what, the good or the bad, I am here to be your trusted advisor. I am here to be your friend, to be your confidant, to support you in any way I can. Okay? So you might be able to put the pieces together later on down the road and figure out what transaction it is when we sell. But I want you to know, when you do, just remember, this is a really sweet family with three beautiful daughters, and they deserved all the happiness in the world. So, I won't say anything else at this point. Um, it makes me a little bit emotional thinking about the future and what that held for them, but we'll get to that when we get there. You're just going to have to wait and see. So, my point in saying all of that is truly just to remember that if you find somebody that you trust and then you have a good relationship with, this is a two-way street, and I need to check in on you, but you need to check in with me as well. I am here for you. I will support you on a drop of a dime as long as you pick up that phone and call me and let me know, okay? So I hope that you guys have a fantastic week, and I want you to know if you ever have any questions about real estate and just want to bounce them off of me, I am here. If you ever need a lender contact, I am here. I would love to connect you with one of my trusted advisors. Most of my lender contacts, I have personally used myself. Same for uh, my closing attorneys. I, we've bought a couple of properties now over the past couple of years. So a lot of the people that I use, we have personally used. And that makes me feel really good because I have been through the process with them and experienced how they do everything from A to Z. So I hope you have a fantastic week. Please come join me again on the next episode, and I will see you there.